Road. Welcome to More Than Money. You've got your host, Alyssa Young, in the studio. Good morning. For the moment. <laughs> for the moment. Well, for the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, her co-host, Mr. Gene Dickison, welcoming you to More Than Money. If you're a loyal listener, you know exactly how this works. We will give you three different ways to join our show, be part of our show, ask your questions, make your observations, express your concerns, and we will answer your questions. We'll make sure that we clarify your observations, and of course, we'll correct any misassumptions that you may have about lots of stuff. Lots and lots of stuff. It is called More Than Money, after all. And we live up to that name. We talk about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you are so inclined, uh, we are welcoming you to join our show this morning. If you're joining us for the very first time, we welcome you. Hopefully you you found us uh, maybe a referral from somebody who's a good friend or maybe a family member or somebody who's part of our More Than Money family, and they said, hey, you ought to check these folks out. They're just not that bad, which is high praise <laughs> as far as <laughs> I can see. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we changed up our bumper music, so yeah. apparently that's a forever young. Look at this. Yay, <laughs> yay. I'm being kicked to the curb. 610-720-7900. I just thought of something. Forever in blue jeans. <laughs> oh, was <laughs> that Neil Diamond? Yeah, we could play that for Jean. Forever um, young and for forever in blue jeans. There's a couple songs out there that, that, but you got to admit the opening line of Forever Young is really good. It is. It's really. So I'm not going to apologize. For nah, that. you can't. You got to live with that. That's really good. <laughs> if you would like to join us and you're just joining us for the first time. More Than Money Indeed is the name of the show, so we'll talk to you about anything that concerns you in your financial life, whether it's investments and retirement, whether it's a reverse mortgage or estate planning. Uh, it could be income tax issues. It could be Social Security. If it's concerning you, it's concerning us, and we're happy to serve you. 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. You can certainly email us throughout the show. We have our smart phones with us, or is it Zach that refers to them as the magic rectangle? That's right. <laughs> Ask the magic rectangle. So if you want to have us refer to the magic rectangle with your question, <laughs> you can send it to Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, or Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. And, of course, if you'd like to share our show with anyone that you care about, Coast to coast, north and south. If they've got internet access, they've got access to our show. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. The Listen Live button, bright red, shows up every Saturday morning right around this time and then disappears when the show is over. And uh, anyone, again, that can uh, have access to the internet has access to the show. If you're local and you want to just uh, make sure that you're uh, staying in tune while you're uh, working, perhaps. Make sure you crank that up. And uh, if you're out and about this morning, especially in Bethlehem, and you want to listen to the show um, and have um, some of the best coffee you will ever have and a great uh, maybe toasted bagel, maybe a little something, something, maybe a little... Uh, I would head down to uh, Broad and um, and Center, Broad and Center, 
uh, toasted and roasted. Uh, our kids are down there right now, uh, serving it up, serving it up. And, uh, the uh, show will be broadcast uh, proudly there. And, uh, hmm. Hey, uh, mentioned that you heard it on uh, more than money and I'm, Sure, they'll bump your price up about 20%. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just guessing. It's just a guess. 610-720-7900. That is the number that Will has called. And we go to the phones and we talk to Will. Will, good morning. Good morning, folks. God bless you. Hope you're having a great day so far. Thank you so much. Um, so I did a, I made a, a, a move of faith and I left my 20-year corporate job to start my own business, and I uh, don't know what to do with my 401k. I need some help with that. Uh, Okay, and uh, help comes in the form uh, or comes in multiple forms. You're going to have a number of options that you can choose from uh, relative to your former 401k. As a self-employed person, you can set up your own 401k, that's an option for you, so you should explore that. And if you decide to do that, you can take your current 401k balance and roll it into your new 401k uh, as a self-employed person. So that's certainly an option. A second option would be to leave it right where it is. If you like the investments, if you're getting good returns, if you think you're getting good service and you're pleased, you can leave it right where it is. Can, can I ask roughly the balance in the 401k? Um, it's in the 20,000 zone. Yeah. And they would allow you to do that. Some 401ks have, uh, restrictions that if you have under $5,000 or under 3,500, they insist that you take it away. Uh, but in that case, nope, you can leave it right where it is. Another option is that you can, uh, roll that into an IRA, a self-directed IRA so that either yourself or with the help of an advisor, you can, Uh, then explore whatever investment options best fit you. And, of course, you always have the option of just taking the money and biting the bullet and paying the penalties and and, uh, income tax and uh, walking away with cash. So you've got a fair number of options. Uh, Picking one is really 100% dependent on what's best for you. Right. Okay, great. I really appreciate it. That's awesome. I didn't know I had all those options. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome, Will. You take care, and God bless. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. A lot of folks don't realize they have options. Mm-hmm. And the Department of Labor is really committed to making sure people know they have options. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, we, are, we are in a regulatory environment. And people say, well, if the government regulates, that's not a big deal. Every business should be able to uh, accommodate regulations with relatively little disruption to their business. And the answer is that's a big steaming pile of hoo-ha. <laughs> uh, the idea that uh, a coal mine can operate under government regulation without a big steaming pile of hoo-ha is just insanity. Uh, you want to start an oil refinery? Yeah, good luck with that. You want to get approvals to do a whole lot of things in the world including run a financial advisory business. One of our clients that was in yesterday um, has been a client for many, many years. And and I asked him if he could remember way, way back to 15 or 20 years ago when he signed his IRA applications. And he said, what kind of? I said, do you remember how many pages there were? And he said, what? Three, four, five? 
I said, the most recent IRA rollovers that we're doing, how many pages in the packet? I, I can't even, a lot. A lot. <laughs> I, 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 I think Chad uh, shared with me that in one signing event, he had 135 pages. Yeah, it depends on the circumstances, but some of them, it's a huge pile of paper. Just a huge pile like of How paper. many trees did we kill? To... And, <laughs> and the theory on the part of Department of Labor, FINRA, SEC, whatever, is that this is protecting the consumer. And in reality, for the most part, the consumer is looking at that big pile of paper and saying, as one very well-educated uh, engineer said, do I have to read all that stuff? Uh, no, it's there's no requirement you read it. There is a requirement that you sign all of that, <laughs> but there's no requirement. Good. Sign, sign, sign. The truth is we have now this responsibility to make sure we are educating our clients about their options and the pros and cons of each. But if they don't come to us, they often never hear about just like of, Will. Will exactly. said, I didn't know I had all those options. Right. Now, if Will had walked in the door at MTM and said, um, I want to, you know, what can I do with this? If we were to explain the rollover and do that for him, we would then go through that exercise of here's what you can do. And but here's but if he doesn't on a do-it-yourself project basis, he may or may not know. Yeah. Or if he doesn't happen to be in front of an advisory group that actually follows the rules. <laughs> um, by most recent report, about a third of the financial advisors in America today are compliant. Wow. About a, a third. third. Wow. Um, and of the two thirds that are not, there are very few that are saying, I'm not going to be, I don't want to be, I refuse to be. There are, the bulk of them are saying, I don't know how to be. Yeah. Crazy talk. Yes. 610-720-7900. Go to the phones. We talked to Lynn. Lynn, good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, I have a very simple question, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm 70 years old. I had an investment and it. It's been liquidated, and I'm holding a check for $51,000. I would like to reinvest it in something that's going to give me, uh, pay me interest monthly. Okay. That's part, that's part of my retirement income is what basically I need it to pay bills. Oh, sure. Um, pretty easy to do. Uh, lots of different options. And you would want to take the time to explore those options. A couple off the top of my head is that you could uh, certainly use this money to invest in an an annuity uh, that would give you monthly income. You can certainly invest it in a liquid um, form of high dividend paying stocks that can pay you a monthly income. Uh, There are uh, structured notes uh, that are issued by major banks. J.P. Morgan Chase comes to mind that pays monthly income. So you're going to have a fair number of options, Lynn, about uh, how to get the income. Of course, it will depend uh, which option you pick will depend on how much income you're looking for and uh, and how much safety you're looking for. Annuities can be very safe and very reliable but maybe not pay quite as much as something like a structured note that could pay quite a bit more, but may have some, uh, some concern in terms of risk. So yeah, lots of different ways to do it. You're, you're, you're probably best sitting with an advisor and going through your options before you make your decision. Yeah, that was going to be my second question. Mm-hmm. Just in case I, I want to get back to it. I need your, 
your phone number for your uh, your business. Uh, you're very kind to ask, and uh, typically we give it at the end of the the show, but it's early in the show. So yes, for everybody listening, if you want to reach out to the office uh, in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth, uh, you can call at any time, twenty four seven six one zero seven four six seven zero zero seven. Again, six one zero seven four six seven zero zero seven. And we'd be happy to serve you. Okay, one final question. Sure. Those structured notes, are they at any bank or do you have to go to certain banks? Yeah, only certain banks issue them and they tend to be issued by the larger banks. J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, Citibank. Uh, and the important thing to know about structured notes is that they are guaranteed only only by the bank itself. So if you have a structured note by J.P. Morgan Chase, it will say it is guaranteed unconditionally by the bank itself, which means if the bank goes under, there's no FDIC insurance uh, to, uh, to protect you. Uh, the odds that J.P. Morgan goes under are fairly slim. I say that tongue-in-cheek, meaning if they go under, we've got bigger problems uh, than, uh, than the loss of that money. Uh, the annuities, yeah. uh, the annuity is, is in many ways a very similar circumstance. Annuities are guaranteed only by the financial strength of that annuity company. So if the annuity company goes under, there is a safety net in the state of Pennsylvania with annuities. Uh, so that's a little more guaranteed. But again, uh, Lynn, you'll look at the options. You'll uh, compare the rates of return and uh, you'll pick whatever fits you best. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you, sir. Me too. Bye. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Uh, getting income um, in a time when bonds stink mm -hmm. can be a real challenge. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I, I, I did not talk to Lynn about, um, most people that I speak to and have spoken to over 780 years, when I explained single premium immediate annuities, mm -hmm. SPIAs mm -hmm. for, for shorthand, um, where we'll use Lynn for an example. We, we take 51000 we put it into a single premium immediate annuity, and it immediately starts sending him monthly income. Mm -hmm. His income is going to be at a percentage rate that's going to be pretty impressive. I wouldn't be surprised if it were in the seven or eight percent range yeah that's impressive it is there there there's a fly in the ointment maybe in that the seven or eight percent is not the interest rate it's the payout rate and how do they get up to seven and eight percent when most investments are only paying three and four they are giving you back part of your own money a single premium immediate annuity is like a pension. Mm -hmm. Money has been invested. We're going to give you a rate of return based on your life expectancy. And if you're one of those fortunate few who live way beyond your life expectancy, oh, you just, you won the lottery. You did great. You got uh, the technical term, oh, goodness, 
mortality credit. <laughs> That's right. You, you get, you get uh, all kinds of extra income because there are lots of folks who will have signed up for the exact same program and they made it six weeks or six months or a year instead of making it, uh, if he's 72, his life expectancy is, say, 15 years, mm-hmm. uh, they made it five. Mm-hmm. And all that balance of all that money went back to the annuity company. Um, if Lynn makes it 95, oh, he's getting all that extra money from the folks who passed away early. So if you're looking at maximum income without the need to leave money behind, mm-hmm. SPIA can be really interesting. Yeah. It's uh, always a good idea to compare your options um, of SPIA with or without a cash refund. So Very good. the cash refund um, qualifier there means that if you die before you got all of your money back, your beneficiary gets the rest of the money that you put in uh, returned to them They so that there's a death benefit of sorts. That cash refund is uh, a nice um, feature so that you don't feel like, well, what if I die and then they get to keep all my money and it was like a waste. So that's something to look at. Yeah, it really is. And, and you used exactly the right word, compare. It, it takes a little work. It because does. a SPIA with a cash refund will pay you less money than a SPIA. A SPIA with uh, what, what's called a period certain and guaranteed somebody's going to get the money for 10 years or 15 years will pay you less than if you get a pure yep. SPIA. Maybe that's not a problem. There's no way for us to know. We can't. We're, we're not psychic. I mean, Alyssa psychotic anyway uh <clears throat> certain certain points at any rate um we we can't read your mind but we can explain your options mm-hmm. and there are tons of options another thing about that that's interesting i recently um did a spia for a woman who is 79 and i looked at a spia for a man who's 70 70 and the difference in the income was significant with the same premium because of the difference between a man and a woman's life expectancy and age. And age. So you have to look at the options for your specific case, your mm-hmm. age, your gender, your needs. Um, and you can learn about the general bells and whistles of all these types of annuities and kind of get an idea what what fits you and your circumstance. But to know exactly what's best for you, it's like, really specific <laughs> oh without a doubt without yeah, a doubt yeah. and and understanding just as will said when we started explaining his options with his former 401k yeah i didn't know i had all those options yeah i guarantee you there will be items that will bring up and express or explain that you'll go i didn't know anything about that does that's an option i didn't know existed not unlike and and it's, it's kind of an odd connection. Last week, we talked about a gentleman who wrote glowingly about a quote-unquote hedge fund, uh, mutual fund that's up 17% this year. And you go, well, it's got to be a great fund. But over 10 years, the average return is minus 4%. <laughs> if that individual had any exposure whatsoever to fixed indexed annuities, had any exposure to buffered ETFs, had any exposure at all to perhaps structured notes or dual direction structured notes, they wouldn't have written that column. 
So clearly they didn't know the the smorgasbord. Is that a right? Is That's a technical term. That is a tech. Well, yeah. it's Sicilian. And a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Um, I got that from what was on the menu board when I was in the pizzeria. Anyway, um, if you don't know the full spectrum of your options, it's really, really challenging uh, to get something that, that's custom fit to you, mm-hmm. custom fit to you, uh, which is my argument, my my angst, my discomfort, my mm, with our radio show competitors who offer one product and my increasing agitation with those very same people who are not licensed to give investment advice but are doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And be forewarned. Your day's coming. Mm-hmm. I have a particular set of skills. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Stop agitating, Gene. <laughs> uh, somebody has to. Nobody else wants to. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. The More Than Money uh, July newsletter is, thankfully... I got mine two days ago, so I don't know exactly when it was mailed, but we are in August. I think it might have been a week. Yeah, so again, hey, if you're going to get it snail mail, you're going to get it when you get it. Uh, Hopefully you've already gotten that by email. And we got some very, very nice, thank you, some very, very nice compliments uh, about our uh, commentary at the end of the uh, newsletter. I want to give you some foreshadowing of August newsletter. I recently attended uh, the funeral services for a wonderful gentleman, uh, a a man that I knew for nearly 40 years. He was in the congregation when my daughter was baptized. His wife, his widow is just one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. Wonderful family. Uh, we lost him too soon. He was 81, and for him, he that was too soon. Charlie was larger than life. And as many funerals do, they had a, a funeral card, a remembrance card. Uh, but the back of his card was quite different. It was a prayer he had written. Aww. He was a very spiritual man, very faith-filled, very good, very smart, very good businessman, accountant by training, entrepreneur by choice, spiritual because of his, of his faith. Uh, it's called a prayer for old men. It's one of the best. It's it. I, I, so that will be in the August newsletter. If you're not currently receiving it, I would strongly encourage you if for no other reason, uh, to be able to read a prayer for old men. Hmm. Um, make sure you sign up. You can uh, sign up, send me your, your emails, gene at askmtm.com, and we'll make sure we get you uh, there. Market's up this week. Yeah. Uh, market's up nicely in July. If you haven't gotten your July statements yet, I know lots of you have determined when you get your statements, I'm stacking them up. I'm not even opening them. You might want to open this Open one. July. <laughs> open July. It will put a smile on your face. That is really, really good. Uh, jobs report uh, for uh, last month was dramatically better than expected. Once again, proving my point that the people who set these expectations suck at their jobs. They were expecting 250,000 jobs. They, we got over 500,000. That's a slight miss. They were. It's a rounding error. Oh. Not, 
just missed by a hundred percent. So it's one hundred and twenty percent. So jobs report quite good. Uh, it is a crazy world when good news is bad news and bad news is good news. So the talk of the town yesterday was, oh, this is dreadful. This is dreadful. Yeah. There's there's 500,000 more people working. How can that be dreadful? <gasps> Inflation. That's you, you guys are not thinking through this. Inflation is not being caused in America by more people working. We just had a four-year demonstration of that under the President Trump administration. The employment numbers went through the roof and inflation averaged less than 2%. Hmm. So it's not employment that's causing this. So what does that leave us with who's, uh, what's causing this? Yeah, you'll figure that out. Uh, next week, I will be flying solo. Oh, wait a second. The next two weeks, I will be flying solo because Alyssa Young is abandoning us for a, just a cheesy reason. Just no, just any little excuse. All right. You'll talk about that later. But I will be uh, not just flying solo the next two weeks, so I really need your help. Number one, say prayers for me. He, I mean, need, he needs. I prayers. need the help. Oh, my gosh. And number two, save up all your good questions. Don't call into this. <laughs> save up all your good questions. And next Saturday, um, gosh, we're going to have a hoot. We're going down to Arrowhead Golf Course in Douglasville. Uh, we're raising funds for the family who a family who has lost their father uh, in a golf tournament down there. Uh, Greg Grillo and his family, me and my family. Um, I'm I'm grabbing Andrew for the son I never had, <laughs> and uh, Andrew Young's going to be joining us. And ah, oh, we're just going to have uh, so much fun and raise funds for an important reason. So please keep us in your prayers. Keep Alyssa in your prayers as she travels. Keep us in our prayers as we help families who need the help. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. Back after this on More Than Money. For the rest, for, for the folks who know that song, good. Uh, now, little little attaboy for Gene. Doesn't Thank it you. start with "Money Talks"? Isn't that? Aren't those the first words of that song? "Money Talks," but it all right, can't go sing ahead and, and play it out. Oh well, next time. <laughs> Six ones. Oh, welcome back. More than money, Alyssa blah, Young, blah, your blah. host. Yeah, Alyssa <laughs> Young, your host. Oh, the the, the, uh, the music hour. We used to do name that tune. We, I mean, we got to the point where we could do and and somebody would call in and get the, uh, get the right answer. So that's fun. Uh, that is fun. It is fun. Welcome back. You've got Alyssa Young, your host. You've got Gene Dickinson, Flying Wing. Next week and the week after, two weeks in a row. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Now you're doing an interview, a very interesting interview with a gentleman who's an expert on buffered ETFs. I am. And that will play next week or the week after? Whenever you want, but I was thinking it would be next week. Yeah. yeah. 
Take a little pressure off of Gene. Yep. So I'll send John some audio um, to play so you won't really be without me 100% next week because. Oh, that's right. You'll uh-huh. be doing the interview, so we'll be able to go, oh, yeah. that's Alyssa. Like, remember her? Yeah, yeah, she's flying. She's out. She's world traveler. Uh, now, we, uh, I am very serious when I say if you will keep her in your prayers for safe travel. That's really, really important to me and to you, of course. But most important, most, most, most important because accompany, accompanying her, going with her, um, is somebody very special to me. So you got to bring Juliana back safe and sound. I will. Okay, excellent. Mm-hmm. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. I think I've covered everything. Alyssa abandons MTM, yes. Uh, Folds of Honor coming up on the 9th, I think. Yes, the 9th, because the 11th is Sunday this year. Um, We've got an entire week planned. If you can help us with uh, sponsorships, uh, small amounts, large amounts, anything in between would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Matching money really does make the phone ring. Um, You'll put in sponsorship money, and then that'll be doubled by somebody uh, making a pledge on on air as well. So if you can help out, gene at askmtm.com would be very, very helpful. Uh, you got this email as well. This came in very early this morning, mm-hmm. so I will read it, but you will answer it because mm. you're very, very smart. Dear Gene and Alyssa, I enjoy listening to both of you on Saturday mornings. <laughs> I'm single, lived in my home for 40 years. The value has gone from 200 to about 600,000. Most of that increase, about 300,000, is from capital improvements I've made to the home. Additions, upgrades, etc. I'm trying to document all the capital improvements I've made over the years, putting receipts in file folders each year. Should I be organizing the receipts instead based on the type of improvement, landscaping, kitchen, etc.? A second question. I hope I will not have to pay capital gains tax when I sell the home and have to prove that I have made all these improvements. Who checks the 40 years of receipts that I have? The realtor, my accountant, the IRS? Do I have to submit all these hundreds of receipts with my tax return that year? Do I just indicate 300,000 in capital improvements? Will this trigger an audit? That's the last thing I want. But the, these extra 80,000 IRS agents have to keep themselves busy doing something. Thank you for your guidance, a loyal listener. Well, um, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Okay. So should I be organizing the receipts instead based on the type of improvement? I uh, know. <laughs> no. Keeping track of the capital improvements you're making to your home and keeping receipts is a good idea. Just have them total them. You don't need to alphabetize them. You don't (laughs) need to um, sort them by where you um, wrote the checks, et cetera, et cetera. Just have a record of the fact that you actually did spend that money and how much you spent. Yeah, drop them in a box. So now we went from paying $200,000 for your home to being able to sell it for maybe Mm $600,000. And that's a $400,000 difference from purchase price to sales price. But your cost basis is actually $200,000 plus $300,000. Mm-hmm. So you're going from $500,000 to $600,000 is $100,000 capital gain. And there would be no capital gains tax owed on that amount. You are 
um, as a single person, able to exclude $250,000 in capital gains to avoid tax on the sale of your primary residence. As a married couple, $500,000 is your capital gains tax exclusion. So because you have increased your cost basis by so much, you should be able to avoid capital gains tax without a problem. Now, who checks the receipts? I'm going to guess probably no one. Um, but I don't know the answer to yeah, that question. Yeah, in the ultimate, first of all, no, you do not send your receipts. You do not send your receipts. Did I remember to tell you? Do not send your receipts. The IRS really does not want your receipts. If there is a question, the IRS, let's assume for a moment they get your uh, tax return, they see that you had 300000 of improvements, and they go, mm, not so sure. Yeah, they're going to send you a letter. When you say an audit and I really don't want it, well, this freaking audit, that's the last thing I want. No, it isn't. It absolutely is not. An audit in the vast majority of cases, 90% plus, is a simple letter. Um, Dear Jimmy, we got your, uh, your tax return. We're not really clear that you're clear. Hey, we need to see your documentation. And then you'll send them your receipts and they'll go, oh, okay, you're fine. And it'll take you a whopping hour or two. It'll take you longer to bundle up the receipts and make copies. You never send the originals. The IRS, sadly, in hundreds of cases, have, number one, claim they never got them. Then number two, claim they lost them. And if you send originals, you are, what's the right word technically? Oh, yeah, SOL. Yeah, you'll, you'll figure that out. Uh, so, uh, number one, you are highly unlikely to have a problem. They will see that you bought it 40 years ago and they're going to go, yeah, everybody puts money in a house. Are you kidding me? Most people don't keep the receipts because they don't have to. But in your case, you've done very, very well to keep them. This is going to save you a fair amount of money. Oh my goodness. The capital gains on 150 grand. If you were left exposed, 30,000 at least. So being diligent saved you a lot of money. You're going to do just fine. Uh, you don't send in the receipts. Life is grand. Excellent. Or, uh, very excellent. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. Uh, John has sent me this. Good morning, Gene. Last week you had a caller with an RMD question. Uh, she had missed taking it out last year. You recall that? Mm-hmm. Um, when she asked her custodian to take some money out, the representative told her it wouldn't be an RMD. I understand that it wouldn't have been considered an RMD for the previous year, but that response made me wonder if you need to designate retirement account withdrawals as RMDs versus normal withdrawals. I've never heard of such a requirement. Mm. Thanks, John. P.S. Please tell Alyssa that I care about Nicole. Uh, Kidman. Oh, <laughs> last week when we who were cares talking, about Nicole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, that's nice of you, Jim. I don't. <laughs> first of all, his name is John. Oh, John. John. Oh, as soon as he said he Sorry. cares about Nicole, you don't even care about his I name. I don't. No, no. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is hard. John, that's nice of you. Somebody should care about Nicole. Uh, it's not me. Um. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's Keith. I care about Keith. 
Um, when we do distributions from IRAs mm-hmm. in Charles Schwab, when, right. where we uh, Charles Schwab's our custodian for most of the IRAs we manage, it does actually ask us to designate the nature of the distribution. And there's a drop-down menu, and RMD is a choice that we select. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if every custodian does it that way, but Schwab does. Well, uh, and there's a reason for that. Can you guess the reason? We actually had a conversation around this. I can't remember if we did it this morning or yesterday because we have a lot of conversations about client issues. Mm -hmm. Here's the reason. An RMD is treated differently than a non-RMD withdrawal for at least this purpose. Go right ahead. Are you referring to our conversation about the conversion? Exactly. The conversion? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you if you're taking your RMD, you you can't treat it as a Roth conversion. If so, you were telling me that you have to satisfy your RMD first, and then if you wanted to d- take further distributions from your IRA and treat that as a Roth conversion, you have to do that in addition to the mm-hmm. RMD. So is that what you were getting That's at there? That's exactly okay. right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, in the absence of knowing what's an RMD and what's a st- just a typical, typical, what, standard? Mm, that's not the right word. What's a non-RMD withdrawal, mm-hmm. um, the IRS wouldn't be able to track whether you've rolled an RMD into a Roth conversion or not. Okay. So um, in John's case, hey, I want to take a money out. I want, I want to take my RMD out. Whoever the custodian is, is 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 uh, classifying that correctly, it, it just doesn't, that's that's not on his radar screen. It's on their radar screen. Okay. So the fact that he hasn't seen it, not really, not really surprising. Right. Yeah. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. I think I've got that covered. Oh, did you smell that? Oh, that's fresh coffee. Yeah, that's toasted and roasted. I can smell it from here. Yeah. I'm like, I don't smell anything. No, yeah, so I, I kind of made that that one part of. I would if, like to be smelling. If you're out and around, coffee. if you're thinking, uh, hey, I had a good night at Music Fest last night. I'm going to be geared up tonight. I need some caffeine. Or I'll tell you what, their baked goods are crazy good. I've seen the pictures on Facebook, oh, and they goodness. make me hungry. Uh, I had a uh, everything bagel a couple weeks ago that it was crazy good. Juliana loves everything. It's, it's a well, newfound see, love. She's like obsessed. I'm, I am a very good influence on her. Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. I do like them too. We all do. Well, good for you. But I am a very good influence on her. Uh, he takes credit for all of my daughter's wonderful attributes. Which is 100% of her attributes. <laughs> There's just, she's Jean perfect. thinks it's just because of his association. With my, the, it's, the, it's the sphere of influence. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> and and you've done okay too. <laughs> and you know Zach. Okay, good. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Uh gentleman writes, My wife has her own advisor to help her with money she inherited three years ago. She recently asked me to take a look and give her my opinion. The thing that bothered me is that she has that he has her in bonds with over half her money. Mm. Interesting. Uh, I've heard you and Alyssa talk about problems with bonds right now. My wife said that's the way it's been since she opened her account. They've never made any changes. She's 55 and looking at this money for her retirement. How often should an advisor be making changes? Oh, wow. A couple of good 
points and questions there. To answer the last one first, how often should an advisor be making changes? I can tell you how often we make changes. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a couple of things we do. Um, one is the process of rebalancing um, is something that our team does um, really every 45 days. I'm looking at my clients' accounts and seeing whether they need adjustments. And that is just to stay in line with the strategy that we've chosen so that make sure that the allocations are still appropriate um, because bonds, funds and, and equity funds, their values go up and down all the time. And we want to make sure that we stay in the right alignment. So that means adjustments. So we do that on a very regular basis. So let, let, let me talk for the everyman here for a moment um, because that's mechanically exactly what happens. But what that means to you is if you're a cook and your recipe calls for um, half butter, (laughs) I'm already happy and half bacon. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's disgusting. But, but uh, you'll see where I'm going with this. And over the course of 45 days, because the markets go up and down, all of a sudden, what you've got is 60% butter and 40% bacon. You got to get that back in balance. That's right. You got to keep your recipe appropriate yep. for whatever your strategy is. It's got nothing to do with, oh, we got to make, we got to get out of something, get into something. It's got to do with keeping you on track for your goals. Yeah. Perfect. So that's and, kind of the micro level. Yeah. And so I think if we go up, you know, step back. A level how and to answer again how often should an advisor be making changes the other one of the other things we do would be to look at our overall model of which mm. funds are we using are they still the best funds like mm. just for one example when you talk about being in a diversified portfolio and you have exposure to large cap value and we've chosen maybe two different mutual funds in that category that we like to use because mm-hmm. we know they're good and we understand them. And maybe one of them's not doing so well. And mm. we look at, you know what, should, is there a better choice? Mm. Do we swap that out? That's something as a team that we do periodically. Mm-hmm. And we revisit that based on changes in the market, changes in the economy, in the performance. So we're monitoring that all the time and we put our heads together and review our options. That's something that happens a couple of times a year. Mm. Um, we don't always make changes, but this year we've made changes a couple of times mm-hmm. because things have been wacky. Sure. So that's another Whack, example. Wacky, by the way, again, speaking for the everyman, <laughs> wacky is a technical term that we use, very sophisticated finance, mm. when the markets are acting in an unusually erratic way. <laughs> that's a great, great definition, Merriam-Webster. Okay. <laughs> Don't call me Miriam. <laughs> well, today I may self-identify as Miriam. Uh, so that's another way that advisors make changes. But then in a, a another angle, it's the what does the client need? So on a client-specific level, how often should an advisor be making changes? We have quarterly reviews with our clients to determine just that. We have these meetings with you so we can see what's changing in your life. Are your circumstances changing? Are your needs changing? Are, is your risk tolerance changing? And that's how we determine whether or not we need to change your strategy. So if, if you knew that this account had not had any changes or consultations or adjustments in three years, would that cause you to scratch your head? Yes, mm-hmm. um, because especially during these 
wacky times, changes are appropriate and necessary. Um, so getting back into the, you know, the meat of this, that she has bond, you know, over half of her money is in bonds. So I'd have a few concerns about that. One is, are they individual bonds or are they bond funds? Bond funds. Okay. So if they're bond funds, mm-hmm. they have been losing value while interest rates are rising. Mm-hmm. And unlike equities that could recoup their value at any point in time, mm-hmm. they're not likely to get back to where they need to be and continue to to be appreciating while we're still in a rising interest rate environment. Which, sadly, we expect to be... Another year, 18 months, two years. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah, so while stocks may surprise us and go up 10% in a month, bonds are not likely, no guarantees, not likely to surprise us and go up 10% in a month. Right. So knowing that, why would we hold on to them and just... Wait it out. Suffer. Right. 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 There's, we don't need to because we have other options. Um, the other concern with that amount of money in bond funds, especially in these conditions, would be um, whether or not she needs to use this money. Um, bond funds don't have the same return potential as equities. Uh, I like the word potential. Yeah. yeah. So we have to be mindful of your mix because if you want to have enough growth in your portfolio to stay ahead uh-huh. of your distribution and inflation and inflation, you might need to shift <laughs> a little bit more to the equity side. And she's 55 looking at this money for retirement. So you can reasonably guess 10 years. Right. And over 10 years, there's a lot of opportunity for growing this account if you're in the right allocation. Simple numbers. If over a 10-year period, bonds are going to average 3%, stocks might average 6%. The 3% differential should be in her account, isn't likely to be in her account. Yeah. So is she is she okay? Should she be happy? Or? No, I think that it would be a good idea to look at making some adjustments. Yeah. Because it's wacky. Because it's wacky. Nah, it's not. That's not why. Um, <laughs> uh, Alyssa has explained our process really, really, really well. You've got multiple layers, multiple layers of evaluation and adjustment and comparison for your investment platform. Uh, from from a macro uh, big picture right on down to the granular, hey, uh, I know you're 55. I know you said that this is intended for retirement. Are we still on track? Because things change. Mm-hmm. And as much as you're going, well, yeah, of course they're s- still on track. You have no clue. This individual, the advisor, has no clue what has happened over the last three years that might change Obviously, they, they're not paying attention in terms of what, what the allocation should be. The original allocation was wrong because three years ago she was 52 and the money was yeah. for retirement. So that was 12, 15 years in the future. All in bonds or half in bonds made no sense. Um, but the changes in, in her life, he has no clue. Right. And that's, mm, that's wacky. It's what I always tell uh prospects and clients, anyone I'm sitting across from, that the biggest reason I want to have quarterly reviews is not so we can say, here's what your account did over the last, or, you know, since since we started or over the last three months. 
that's the least important part of the review, in my opinion. Mm. The most important part is hearing from my client, what's going on with mm. you? How are you? What are your plans? Do you have a new goal? Like, is there an issue we need to know about and address? Because if I don't know that information, I can't do my job as well. Yeah, one of the ways that I have expressed it over a lot of years to clients is, especially clients who come in, um, maybe they've predominantly done all this work themselves. Uh, they they've kind of kind of uh, muddled along, done reasonably well, mm-hmm. and now they're going. Eh, I'm I'm not sure I need help. Well, my uh, arrogant response to them. <laughs> is that you will never in your lifetime know as much about all the financial aspects of this adventure as I will. You will never in your lifetime know as much as I will. On the other hand, I will never know as much about you and your family and your concerns and your life and your goals as you do. So if you're looking to a financial advisor who is arrogant, well, all right, I got that covered. I I understand that part. But if you're looking to a financial advisor to simply take over and start uh, trying to or or start making recommendations and and controlling your financial life in the absence of you, that is a really wrongheaded idea. You must have a financial advisor willing to be part of your team. You'll never know as much about the financial side as I will know. I will never know as much about your personal side as you will know. Together, we got everything. We got all the stuff that we need to make it specifically and appropriately and customizably perfect for you. As perfect as it can possibly be. And we've got all the financial side as well. So that when you meet with a client who maybe walks in and says, I'm not interested in investing. And by the end of the meeting, you've talked about RMDs and you've talked about estate planning. You've talked about legacy. You've talked about coordination. You've talked about um, tax, tax, oh, tax impact, mm-hmm. multiple accounts. You're talking about like simplification and getting your life like under control and, and a dozen other things that they never thought about before they walked through the door. We will always know more about all the technical pieces than they will. They will always know more about their personal life. But as a team, ooh. Unstoppable. Un, literally <laughs> unstoppable. And, oh, by the way, in using this email or this question as an example, in the absence of that kind of communication, it, it can't succeed. Mm-hmm. It simply can't. Wow. That's that's as as everybody in the office knows. That's that's my frustration. That's my sound. Sounds like Murphy. Um, Murphy's way cuter. He's getting cuter every day. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. How much does he weigh now? About sixty pounds. (gasps) Oh my goodness. He's just shy of six months, and he weighs sixty pounds. Allie and Mike's uh, Great Pyrenees is now a year, 15 months maybe, and she's actually lost a little weight. Mm. She went from, I think, 77 down to 73. Mm. She is energetic and healthy, and she comes up to the house, and we have a, 
a fenced-in area around the point, and she trots like a pony, like she, like you just got let her out into the field. She just is. Um, so maybe she'll stay slender. I don't see Murphy as the word slender and Murphy going in the same sentence. He's skinny now. Is he really? Yeah, he is. Uh, he's skinny. He's just got a lot of frame. He's he's going to be a big boy. Maybe next week Andrew can bring him along to the golf course. Oh, that would be interesting. This would be great fun. <laughs> ah, the sound of uh, bumper music says top of the hour. That means Fox Network News. All the information you need to have a great weekend. It also means that we have one more hour left. To answer your questions at 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. Send Alyssa your emails, Alyssa at askmtm.com. And check us out on iHeartMedia, morethanmoneyonline.com. We'll take your calls after this on More Than Money. does that song incredibly well yes philly funk oh yes. oh they do there was a band at holy family festival uh last week i yeah, guess it was. You were going and last they, week. they played the song and it wasn't nearly as good because they were missing the horn the horn if you don't have how do you play that song without horns i i recorded it for a couple like 30 seconds whatever i was gonna send it to you and i was like it's not even worth it because there's no horns <laughs> Crazy talk. It was nice crazy. Try. Cray cray. That's cray cray. <laughs> Do people say cray cray anymore? Just you. Just me. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, that's kind of the story of my life. Uh, welcome back to More Than Money. You've got uh, your host, Alyssa Young. You've got wingman, Mr. Gene Dickinson. Next week, flying solo. Uh, next two weeks, flying solo as Alyssa and Joanna are traveling. Please keep them in your prayers for safe travel. Um, our good friend Bobby Gunter Walsh and his granddaughters are traveling next week as well. They're going to be traveling. So please uh, say prayers for their safe travel as well. So lots going on. And then say prayers for me. I'm flying solo. I'm doing all the work. Come on. A little help That's here. Right. That's right. I'm A sorry. Help here. And, uh, and, and your help is very easy. Uh, prayers, much appreciated. And then, of course, uh, call, call in. That's uh, answering your questions is the joy of the show. So uh, that makes it very, very easy. Uh, the July newsletter is out. If you get it by email, you got it days and days and days ago. If you get it by snail mail, I got mine just a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. I got it in August. I know that. <laughs> and uh, excuse me one second. Bless you. Thank you. And uh, I really, if you're not getting our newsletter yet, I really want you to get next week's or next month's August newsletter, this month's August newsletter, a very special edition with uh, uh, a prayer written by a gentleman who just passed, dear friend, super, super, super human being, 
uh, larger than life in many, many, many ways, wrote a prayer called A Prayer for Old Men. I think when you read it, you'll know why I want to highlight that. So if you're a, hey, I'm not a newsletter kind of person, sign up. If you want to, if you want to unsubscribe right after you get the August newsletter, I have no problem with that at all. I would wish that you wouldn't. I think that there's a lot of value, but please. Jobs report last month was very, very good, double what was expected, further reinforcing my theory that the people who are expecting these or creating these numbers for expectation stink at their job. Um, Toasted and Roasted, open for business and playing our show down there at uh, Broad and Center, uh, right on the corner in the former uh, Backdoor Bakery um, location. And by the way, in, ooh, they found in the historical society that that spot was an ice cream parlor like a hundred years ago. Oh, and it was an Italian ice place like 10 years ago or something like so that. So it's got a long history yeah. of really making people in Bethlehem and the Lehigh Valley very happy. Yes, that's and right. So go down and let Toasted and Roasted, the uh, Allie and Mike, let them know that you're listening to the show. Make sure they turn it up for you. <laughs> Uh, markets were up this week. All of the major indices up this week. They were up for July. Make sure you open your um, July statements and put a smile on your face. And uh, prayers for uh, next week. Following the show, uh, we will be traveling uh, down to Douglasville to Arrowhead Golf Course. Uh, we're raising funds for the family of uh, uh, a family who has lost their father uh, and husband and um Challenging time, of course, and we want to help as much as we possibly can. Our good friend Greg Grillo and his daughter will be there. Andrew Young will be representing the Young family Mm -hmm. there as well. Uh, Diane and uh, Alyssa and Megan and I will be there representing our family. Chad uh, Ruprecht will be there. We're going to have a ton of fun, raise a lot of money, and help as much as we can keep us in your prayers as we go along that way. And finally, Folds of Honor coming up in, gosh, a month. It, that's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. The so, summer has flown. Oh, unbelievable. Um, yeah, what? Labor Day's three, four weeks away. That's so, so please, <laughs> September 9th, circle that on your calendar where you come and visit us at More Than Money. We are going to have our Honor Guard salute, 21 gun salute. Uh, and taps very moving. That happens about 8:40 in the morning, and Bobby Gunther Walsh will be broadcasting live. Uh, and that entire week, he's at an entire lineup of some of the best places in the Lehigh Valley: uh, Vinart, uh, Hotel Bethlehem, Ritz Barbecue, More Than Money, uh, and Relic Hunter. So mm-hmm. lots of opportunity. Uh, pick any or all of those venues, venues that you have available and uh, make sure that you visit us. If you can help us with sponsorships, that would be uh, greatly appreciated as well. 610-720-7900. Let's go to the phones and we talk to David. David, good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm sure you probably have uh, answered this question before, but my wife and I are in our mid-60s, and we probably should have done our wills, uh, living wills, uh, uh, financial wills, all those types of things earlier. But we've talked about it a number of times, and one of the issues that we're having trouble dealing with is choosing an executor. Hmm. We don't have close personal family 
or we don't have children, we don't have um, nephews and nieces or any anyone like that that we could really ask to be an executor. Uh, do you? What would your recommendation be for someone in our position as far as choosing a an outside uh, executor? Uh, it's a very very common question, David, and for uh, folks who are listening on what, well, geez, uh, my kids are my executors. That's pretty easy. Uh, not necessarily. We, we have lots of families in the Lehigh Valley with uh, kids that are far flung. They live in California. They live in South Carolina. They live all over the, the, the country. And it may not be a practical answer to have them be executors. It is a, a relatively easily solved problem. Uh, if you um, find uh, a trusted, experienced estate planning attorney and have your documents drafted by that attorney, in almost every case, that law firm can then act as your executor uh, at the pro- appropriate time as well. So while um, in my case, for example, I have, I have three daughters, if I name one of my daughters executor, uh, will they uh, fill that function? The answer is yes. Will they need legal assistance to do it? Sure. In the case of having your attorney or the legal firm, the law firm named as the executor, um, will will they be able to do it? Sure. Do they need legal assistance? No, they are the legal assistance. A, a, a personal friend may end up being the executor without charging, without charging the estate. Uh, and an attorney or a law firm will have uh, a fee that they will charge the estate for the executor work, but that's so what? They they should absolutely be paid, and it relieves you of the of the uh, anxiety, the agita of gosh, who are we going to get? Um, they uh, particularly someone that you trust, particularly someone that's experienced in the states uh, and administration. It ends up solving lots and lots of lots of problems. I think that's probably your best option uh, uh, under the circumstances. Okay, well, that, that gives me a at least a starting point. Oh, sure. We've been going back and forth over this and trying to figure out where do we start, but uh, I appreciate the, uh, the information. Very good, sir. David, thank you so much right, for the call. Thank you. God bless. Uh, now, a question David did not ask, but he will eventually. Uh, if not us, he will ask him, himself, his wife, um, let's see, trusted experienced estate planning attorney. How do we find one of them? Well, there's a number of ways that you can do it. You can certainly talk to friends and family and see if they have uh, used an attorney that they like, that they trust. Uh, You can certainly uh, do some research through the Bar Association, or you can get referrals from other professionals uh, that you trust. If you have a, uh, a professional tax preparer, for example, they may know someone that they're uh, very confident will be able to serve you well. Uh, if you are part of the More Than Money family, whether you're an audience member or whether you are a client of, of uh, More Than Money and MTM, uh, we are blessed. Uh, we work uh, with uh, a law firm, uh, Steck on Stop, that has provided our, our clients with, with tremendous service. So um, the key, of course, is once you've gotten the referrals is to meet with whomever you're going to consider, have that interview. It's a job interview. You want to ask them 
all the right questions, all the tough questions, all the appropriate questions that you can think of. And if you can't think of questions, let us know. We'll give you the questions. <laughs> and and then make your decision. Hey, because the key, not just estate attorney, not just experienced estate attorney, but trusted, experienced estate attorney. So you've got to determine in your own heart of hearts whether trusted is a, is a, a, a label that you would put on the attorney that you're interviewing. But that would be the key. I think having a law firm or an attorney as the executor works out very, very well for lots of folks. The trusteeships, if necessary, or the custodianships are very, very different. So don't, uh, don't kind of paint with a broad brush. Don't just think, well, if the attorney can be uh, executor, they might as well be the trustee and the custodian of the kids. Nope. That doesn't, in, in my mind, that doesn't work. What have you found out, young lady? What am I reading? It's working okay. Yeah, it's working. Yeah, excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent. I don't know what's going on. We're a couple, Gene and I are talking about potential technical problems with our streaming service, but um, we're hearing from people who are listening without a problem, so I think we're okay. I think if you're talking to an old man, <laughs> the potential problem with his streaming service might be his prostate. Oh, I'm just go. saying. This just, is uh, just listeners, just so you know, <laughs> we're subjected to that, what you just heard, like all week long, multiple times a day. <laughs> subjected. Subjected. I, I would prefer to think of it as, as, as uh, entertained by, as uh, entranced by, as as a. Uh, <sighs> A, that's what I would say. Uh, <laughs> you, you say subjected. That sounds like you're a victim. You are. You got what you call that victim mentality. You should see the walk that accompanies that oh, voice. Yeah. It it's, is it's, amazing. It's, yes. it's years and years of practice. <laughs> hey, you laugh now because you're young, you're healthy, you got all that stuff going. Uh, well, you're going to get to be 80. You're not going to know how to walk as an 80-year-old. <laughs> You're going to be bouncing along. You're going to be running 12 miles. You're running 12 miles. You're going to go, I do not know how to shuffle. (laughs) I got no idea. He knows how to shuffle. I got it. I've been practicing. Next time you're in office, ask him to show you. (laughs) I'll show you something. I'll show you something. I'll I'll show you this. Uh, uh, Email. In the last few shows, I've heard you talk about different investments that give protection against losing money. Very Mm -hmm. good. Almost all my money is in my 401k, and it's been losing money for a long time. I went online to look at my investment options and wasn't very happy. I didn't find anything like what you guys are talking about. When I asked at work, they didn't know any more than I did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 58, plan on working 10 more years. I can't just watch my money go down. What can I do? It's tough when you're in a 401k with limited investment options. Um, I, I've been looking at some of my clients' 401k options to suggest some, you know, shifting, and it's it is difficult um, because it bond, like we talked about the bond funds. You know, it, it, we as a team at More Than Money have been using alternative investments in place of those bond funds um, that have the downside protection, like this person is alluding to. But um, he, you're right; there's often not an option like that in a 401k Mm. some people are fortunate enough to have the ability to do what's called an in-service rollover Mm. where they could take the balance of their 401k out into an ira where you then have that whole universe of investment options available to you and you're not restricted to that limited list in the 401k 
Um, so that is one thing you could look at would be to do an in-service rollover. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, the vast majority of 401ks offer employees that have reached age 55 or older the option of moving their 401k balance out of the plan and yet still be in the plan. Now, I I know that kind of sounds like an oxymoron. It really isn't. I'll use simple numbers. Let's say that you're contributing $500 a pay to your 401k. Mm -hmm. Let's assume for a moment that your balance is 400,000 bucks. Okay. Money's going down, 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 and you want to take advantage of some of these newer, perhaps different alternative platforms, Mm -hmm. not available in your 401k. An in-service rollover says you will open an account, an IRA account. You will uh, notify your 401k that you want your balance, your $400,000 to go to the IRA. So the day after the transfer, your 401k balance is now zero. Mm-hmm. And you go, whoa, I had 400 grand. You still have the 400 grand. It's in a different account. Right. And the next pay period, your account balance is 500 bucks. Yep. Because your contribution goes right back in. So uh, let's, we'll pick on this gentleman. He's 58. He's uh, 10 years from retirement. Um, again, using this exact same numbers, the 400 goes to an IRA. He now has unlimited investment options. I mean, literally it's the universe of investment options from as safe as he wants to be to as aggressive as he wants to be any mix. He can, he can choose, Hey, I want to make sure a 25% of it's super safe. I want 25, very aggressive. I want something in the middle. You can mix and match any way you wish with no limitations. And yet over the next 10 years, he's going to be putting, uh, fifteen thousand a year into his four hundred one k. So in ten years, his balance is still going to be one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand bucks. And hopefully, 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 hmm, did I remember to say hopefully, his IRA rollover will have done well as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, in service rollover, very I good. I just helped someone with that very thing, and for that same reason that I'm tired of seeing this go down. I don't like the choices. Can we do something safer outside of this? I said, yes. We did an in-service rollover. We've got part of it in a fixed annuity earning Mm. 4.1%. Part of it in um, a CD. Uh, And we're still working on the rest. And it's because you have so many choices. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the word unlimited is pretty interesting, particularly when you're frustrated with your um, um, uh, performance uh, performance isn't the right word that I'm looking for. The lack of performance, I think, really, yeah. in, in terms of what you have available. Yeah. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talk to Richard. Richard, good morning. Good morning, sir. I listen to your program every Saturday when I'm out yard sailing. Thank you. So mm-hmm. I, I've learned a lot. And I have a friend who's retired. He's 70 years old. He has a daughter who is not too good with money. She's not working. She's on some sort of a whatever. And he has about 70000 in the bank that he would, that she's going to get. She's an only daughter. His wife is gone. He has a small house in Bethlehem, which she's going to get when he passes away. But he was 
and I mentioned this to him before, that he should set up a trust fund so that she would get an income every month. He went to his bank and over the years, and they said, no, you don't have enough money to set up a trust fund. So I mentioned that he should call you, but he sleeps late, so I figured I'd call for him <laughs> instead and, and let him know that can a trust fund be set up with only, you know, with $70,000. Uh, Richard, uh, I am sad to report that the vast majority of the banks that I'm familiar with will not accept a trust fund uh, with a minimal amount of money. And in their mind, minimal is not 70. It's, it's not even 170. Uh, some of the minimums that we've seen are half a million dollars. Many have a million dollar minimum. Uh, if yeah. he wishes to protect his daughter, he can certainly do that, not through a trust fund per se, but setting up a trust in his estate documents. So his first step, his first recommended step from from our standpoint is to sit with a trusted estate planning attorney who's got experience in setting these things up so that he can control the money for as long as he lives, hopefully the next 30 years. And at his passing, uh, it will go into a trust that then will be distributed to his uh, daughter as she needs it. Uh, But yes, right at the moment, most banks would say, no, thank you. And in my opinion, probably unnecessary, um, an unnecessary expense at the moment. Uh, but if he puts it into his will package that at his passing, it goes into trust, that will probably uh, be enough that, that to, to, uh, to take care of the issue when he's no longer here to, to do it himself. Do you have people to do that? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. All right. So I'll tell him I called and uh, that he should contact you you folks, and uh, you can take care of it for him. We're happy to what, help. Uh, is there a big charge for this? No, absolutely not. The uh, the uh, Our charge will likely be zero, and the attorney will charge whatever the attorney fees are to set up the uh, the basic wills and the package, a few hundred dollars for sure. Uh, but bottom line is uh, necessary because he's got to protect his daughter from herself. Yeah, well, that's what he's got to do. Yep. All right, I shall certainly pass on information, and hopefully he follows suit. Thank uh, you very much, you guys. you got a great show. Thank you Keep so much, up. Richard. Thank God bless you. you, sir. What a great I've friend. learned a lot from you over the years. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Good luck yard sailing. Like, I was a school teacher, and you, you sound like one of my 11th grade students, the way you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's, it's your, it's, I love it. It brings me back. Oh. Good work, good work, guys, and God bless you all. Thank Thanks. you. God Thank bless you. you. And what a good friend. You're absolutely right. Yeah. What a good friend. Looking out for his friend and his friend's daughter and calling on his behalf. That's very nice. Because he sleeps late. That's so cute. Oh, that is, well, hey, you know, we start early. Oh, dark 30 this morning. It was still a little overcast. Mm-hmm. And it was like foggy at my house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dro- drove through a lot of fog this morning, but... Uh, <clears throat> We're getting, the days are getting shorter. Oh. Was it a month ago? I'd get up at a little after five. It'd be bright sunshine. It was fantastic. Not so much. I've been noticing it when I run in the evening. So sometimes I've been going out later, like after dinner, to run when it starts to cool off or mm. if it's just easier on my schedule. And um, I've been running out of daylight sooner than I would like. So I've been wearing my light. I have a really awesome light that Zach bought me that I can wear and it, it, it has a 
light on the back to a red light on the back. And then the, the light on the front lights up the entire road in front of me. Wow. But that way I don't get run over by a car. Um, I've been bringing it with me because I've been realizing I'm miscalculating how much daylight I have left. And when I go out for a one-hour run and it's like already getting dark yet. And you're really committed to not getting run over by a car? Uh, yeah. Yeah, good for you. That's good thinking. <laughs> Seems a little obvious, Captain. Captain <laughs> Obvious. I just uh, ordered for Diane a... Uh, from a company called Light Bar. It's a belt that has lights apparently all the way around it. I bought her the same light that I have. Oh, so I may have just spent okay. money for no good and reason. Whatever she prefers, if it's more comfortable. Oh, yeah. you know, Already she's given me the I'm hurt look. If she picks yours over mine. Yep. Oh, my gosh. No, that's a, it was very thoughtful, Jean. That was uh, nice. Yeah. Because you don't want Diane to get hit by a car. I, I, uh, the other night she was running in the dark and i'm going what the mm-hmm. that's and i and and the other thing too oh my goodness wow oh yeah it was fairly i know i know fcc calling <laughs> they're trying to fill in the blanks what exactly did he say you you did their work for them though you censored yourself i censored myself i mean you can tell you have a lot of experience we didn't need the dump button which apparently on the phillies uh broadcast the other night they they missed the dump button oh uh yeah i i I didn't hear about this i'm not allowed to repeat it on air that's i'll tell you off air okay i'll tell you off air Uh, 610-720-7900 alyssa at askmtm.com uh, Gene at askmtm.com. Uh, let me see if I've got an easy one. Let me see if I've got an easy one. I don't, th- I, 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 I'm not seeing an easy one. Okay. Um, <laughs> more than money online.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. 610-746-7007. If you were not with us for the first hour or at this point, hour and a half, and you're going, geez, the, I bet they covered a lot of cool stuff. They did because we had good calls, really good calls this morning. But good news is you can still catch up and listen. How do they do that? <laughs> On our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, you go to the radio show archive page. On Monday afternoon, we post the Saturday show, and you can listen to the recording. Or you can get it on your podcast app. So if you have Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you like to use to listen to podcasts, you can catch up with it and you won't have missed a thing. Very cool. Yeah. What do we have here? Is this Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yeah. Ah, Ides of March vehicle. Oh, he's suggesting that she wear a safety vest. Oh. Okay. Okay. Listen. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We'll take your calls, your emails after this on more than money.
she just punched me. I did. Not. I turned the music down. She's over here dancing. I didn't touch her. And she punched me. I saw it. I, <laughs> and I have a witness. That's an HR complaint right there. Nine thirty four forty six. I am going to be bruised. That's going to leave a mark. I did not touch She's. It. I mean, this girl is committed to dancing. I, I mean, I get it. I I like to dance. I'm really bad, but I really like to dance. But hey, hey, hey. Philly Funk, you should go tonight. I can't. Oh, that's right. You got that. Oh, they're not going on until 10. Oh, so you've got your oh my thing. You could you could double. Do you think I am a party animal? <laughs> they, whoa! I I didn't need I didn't need hear, headphones to hear that. All across the Lehigh Valley, I heard yes. Yeah, everybody. Everybody yes, says yeah. Alyssa is a party animal. <laughs> um, we have a special place in our heart for the Philadelphia Funk Authority. Uh, these are a wonderful group. Um, and ironically enough, I don't think any of them are from Philly. But, I think they're all from the Lehigh Valley. And uh, they've been uh, on the music scene for a long time. They are so incredibly talented. They're the one that does Stevie Wonder Superstitious and just tears the roof off the place. Uh, but um, was it last year we did this? Yeah, last year. We did the uh, birthday party for Diane. Yes. And we had the Philly Funk Authority at the house. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> it was like my own private dance party. Oh, it was just the best. Yeah. They, uh, wonderful people, great music. Uh, what, what a combination. How do, you, how do you beat all of that? Hmm. Um, we have 21 and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money, giving you an opportunity to have your questions answered. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com, Gene at askmtm.com. iHeartMedia uh, gives you the opportunity to listen wherever you are if you've got internet access. Uh, I was offline. There's your friend is trying to get in. Two friends are trying to get in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're like you're like Snow White. The birds are just fluttering I, around. I don't you. like birds. Oh, okay. Moving on along. But that's cute. It is um, cute. If you wish to share our show, just let them know that they should log on to morethemoneyonline.com. Hit listen live. There's a red button there. That will disappear in about 23 minutes, but it's now available to you, and you get to hear iHeartMedia. Uh, I had trouble this week, my own fault. I was listening to uh, Gunther, kicked into iHeartMedia, dead silence. Found out it was my Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi needed to be rebooted. So I kicked it, and uh, <laughs> and it worked. And it worked. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talk to Bill. Bill, good morning. Hey, Gene. Uh, happy Saturday. I talked to you last week. Uh, I'm the 1099 IT consultant that uh, my check to the IRS bounced <laughs> yes. because of uh, I leveraged in a in a uh, brokerage account. Yep. So what I did is I followed your advice, uh, paid the thing and move on. Now it's a it's a pretty big chunk of change, and the notice that came from IRS said uh, you are to pay this with uh, cashier's check, certified funds, blah 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 blah. What I did instead is I went to their website 
and did a direct electronic transfer. Yeah. Which to me seemed even better, right? Because I don't have to go through all that rigmarole and they get the funds right away. And I just was wondering if that was if that would cause me any problems because that's not one of the methods that they call out in their notification. Yeah, it should not cause you any problems. Make sure that you connect with your bank or whatever account you use to electronically transfer the funds. Make sure that you confirm with them that that transfer went through. Uh, if, if it's a bank account, you're going to get your statement. It's going to have that transaction listed. Just as long yeah. as you have that as a uh, as a confirmation and documentation, you won't have any trouble yeah. at all. Yeah, that that showed up on the uh, on their website, and also got a confirmation number from IRS and a confirmation email. So, ah, you're in good okay. shape. Very good. Thanks much. Uh, love your show. You two are uh, doing a great job. We appreciate it very much. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. God all bless. Right, take care. Bye bye. Fantastic. I like when things work out. Mm, me too. It's a process. It's a process. My good friend Chad, he's big on process and systems. Process and systems. Really? Uh, you probably haven't noticed. <laughs> uh, process and systems. Um, and, and you talked about this earlier in the show when we were talking about the, uh, um, the individual, the gentleman whose wife's account was set up three years ago and hasn't heard bupkis since. No changes, no communication. There's a process and a system, a process and a system uh, for evaluating the overall strategy, for rebalancing to stay on track, for getting granular with the client in terms of communication every 90 days or however often the client is willing to connect because not all clients are willing to do it every 90 days. So bottom line is that there is for every uh, repeatable challenge – Every, every challenge that comes up on a, on a repeating basis, there has to be a process and a system to address that. Um, and, yeah, we tease Chad because uh, he's very teasable. <laughs> we che- tease Chad because he is kind of our director of process and systems. Mm-hmm. But it really does benefit our clients because uh, the more process, the more system that we build in, the fewer things slip through the cracks. That's right. And that's really Really important. Um, email, thanks for your show and all the great information Alyssa shares each week. Oh, talk about poking the bear. Are you kidding me? I'm 29, married, have a good job. We just moved into our own home. Oh, congrats. Congrats. So far, it's pretty, oh, so far, pretty good. I'm investing in my 401k at work. I have a, about 110 grand in my account. He's 29. Nice. I put 15% of my pay in. The company puts in 4%. I'm pretty happy with my progress there, I would think. Uh, One of the guys at work a couple years ahead of me says he's in a FIRE retirement plan. His plan is to retire at age 45. Wow. How does a FIRE plan work? Is it another kind of 401k? No one else at work has a clue what this guy is talking about. We figured you or Alyssa would know. (laughs) (laughs) Poking the bear. Oh. Like it. I like that. Good for you. Well, first of all, killing it. He's yeah. doing great. He's doing great. Um, 15% puts, uh, he's, he's contributing 15% in his 401k, which is just fantastic. It's fabulous. He's got a real leg up on his 
what uh, colleagues yeah. of a similar age. Um, my guess is they're they're putting in what they get matched, probably four percent, mm-hmm. and that's all they're doing. Mm-hmm. My guess is that their account balances are a third of what he has. Um, it, he's just doing so many things correct. Fire. A term that you have bumped into or not? Um, I'm familiar with it, although I can't remember the exact. It's an acronym. It is. Um, something about retiring early. Financially independent, independent. retiring early. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know of it as a retirement plan, like as an investment, a specific investment strategy. I just know it as like a goal and an overall like descriptor of your situation so this makes it sound like it's like i want to be in a fire retirement plan i've never heard of it like that yeah and there's a reason you've never heard of it like that is because that's not what it is okay 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 yeah and (laughs) and the the people that are in the fire uh process fire goal fire program um they're, they're of a mind. They have a certain approach to life. Um, a comedian friend of mine, um, very funny guy, said uh, for all the vegans that he knows, vegans, yeah, said, uh, did you realize that it is possible to be a vegan and just shut up about it? Just, it's just like, just, have, you, have you heard you can run a marathon and not talk and about just it? Nope. shut up. No. <laughs> <clears throat> when you're in the fire mentality, you want to tell everybody and you want to be special. And I get that. It's a pretty interesting concept. The fundamental um, concept behind fire, financially independent, retire early, is that you're not going to wait till you're 65. This guy's target is 45. And what you're going to do is you're going to save half of your income. Mm. Now, the average American saves not very much, 2 3 4%. There, uh, this program says you save half of your income. So you're making, you get a great job, you're making 70000 bucks a year. You're going to live on thirty five, and you're going to put away thirty five. And if you do that for 20 years, you start when you're 20, uh, in 20 years, you're going to have seven or eight hundred thousand bucks plus investment return. So you're probably going to have a million five. Pick a number, and then you're going to pull four percent, for lack of a better term, out of a million five. That's sixty thousand a year. So you've been living on thirty-five. You're forty-five years old. You pull out sixty thousand a year. Life is grand. And then when you hit 65, you've got Social Security, which because you quit so early, it's going to be very modest. But it's going to give you a bump anyway. Financially independent, retire early. Mm. And what's the problem? Well, it's probably easier said than done. One of the reasons people don't retire early is because of the cost of health insurance before you're Medicare eligible. So that's definitely a factor. But some people manage to do this. Um, and it's, if that's important to you to have your financial independence, but really that your freedom of your, your time, mm. um, then Hey, go, go for it. <laughs> uh, you are absolutely correct. Go for it. Now, this young man who is asking the question is 29. He's already got a big chunk of money in his 401k. He's already got his home started. He met, met the right girl, which is the key to every man's success. Meeting the right girl. You gotta have your dream girl. You gotta have your dream. Girl. Just saying, Uh just saying. And he's, he's 
crushing it. He's not he's not on fire, so to speak, but but he's crushing it. Fire would be appropriate for about the same percentage of people in America as are who, who are vegans. Mm. I don't know what that percentage is. Ten mm. percent, I would Maybe. guess, or less. Yeah. And I think fire fits. I I think for many people, what will will kick the fire idea to the curb is children. Because living on half your income, unless your income is just magnificent, having children is, what's the right word? It's a technical word. Expensive. Expensive. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this, this is not confusing, right. especially if you're feeding them. Uh-huh. If you don't intend to feed them, they're not that expensive. Right. Uh, or take them to the doctor or educate them or, or close, close them. them. <laughs> exactly. Get, or make sure their shoes fit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So bottom line is, um, yeah, it's an intri- It's a philosophy. It's an approach. It's a thought process. It's a goal. It is not a 401K. It's not a 403B. It's not an IRA. Uh, so um, take a deep breath. Choice. It's a lifestyle <laughs> choice. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, I want to comment on this young man, what he's doing, um, what he has already done that he has not asked a question about, Mm -hmm. but he's married. There's no talk yet of children. Mm -hmm. So let's, I'm, I'm making the big broad assumption that at some point there will be children. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's putting so much of his money into his 401k has put so much of his money in and has such a substantial balance is extremely beneficial when the time comes that there's a family because he may not be able to put as much in. Yeah. And so I'm going to just for fun. It's the rule of 72s. It's just for fun. It's not a guarantee. It's not a projection. Please just have fun with it. Uh, If you make 10% a year, your money's going to double every seven years. So what if, what if this gentleman's wife um, uh, and he and his wife have a child Mm -hmm. And he has to cut his 401k to zero. His contribution. His contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's that's really sad. That's that's really unfortunate. Well, okay. Is it really? Um, when he's 37, his 110 will be 220. Hmm. Yeah. Not bad. When he's when he's 43, it'll be 440. And when he's 50, it'll be 880. When he's 57, it'll be a million seven. <laughs> and when he's 64, it'll be $3.4 million because he started young. Yeah. He put in a chunk of money and, and let it cr- cook. Yep. Let it cook. And Stay if, if he needs to divert that cash flow then to help raise his family, good. Cause you did all the right things up front and they're in their house, which yeah. means over the next 30 years, pick a number. They, they got a 30-year mortgage. Their mortgage mm-hmm. is going to go to zero. Hopefully their home goes up in value. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Starting early and having the benefit of time on, on your side makes such a big difference. Um, I, had, I recently sat down with a couple of 16-year-old cousins and explained to them some philosophies of investing. Their grandfather brought them in for an educational session. Fantastic. And I 
explain to them how they have time on their side. So the earlier they start, the better off they'll be. You have uh, been very generous with your time in your time with us in terms of counseling younger people, in terms of what they should be doing. One young lady's even going, I think I want to be a financial advisor, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Most firms, most financial advisory firms will not do that. Most financial advisory firms have minimum investment amounts. They have all kinds of requirements of here, fill out this form. If you don't have half a million dollars, a million dollars, we don't even talk to you. Um, Our good friend, Chad, who we were talking about being very teasable, uh, made a comment in our team meeting this week that I thought was fabulous. Uh, We talked about our business model and how we're evolving and his um, experience of counseling with a couple that he adores. He adores them. He says they are fabulous. And yet because of their circumstances as a company, we're going to be paid nothing, but he still wants to help. And his comment was wherever we evolve our business model, he is prayerful, no worries, but he's prayerful that it will never um, prevent us Mm -hmm. from doing exactly that. Mm -hmm. And the answer is not while I'm alive. (laughs) So, um, people say over my dead body, I'd prefer not while I'm alive because I like the alive part. So, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to help as much as we can. We're going to get as many people on the right path as we can structure it as best we can. And maybe on occasion we actually get paid. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, gentleman writes, love the show, loyal listener and client. I also happen to be the first lead singer of Philly funk. Uh-uh. Back when they were starting out in 1997 until 2001. How cool was that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, thanks for the nice plug. I'll pass it along to them. I have to laugh because you said no one in the band was from Philly. But I was born there and lived there until I was three. Ah, ah, okay. God, All that, right. That's a stretch. Three? Are you kidding me? I was thrown out of my house when I was three. Uh, come, come on. Um, at least one oh. of the original members was actually from Philly. Have oh, a great that's weekend. That's awesome. Signed, Rick. It is awesome. That is so cool. Now we have a connection. When next time we want to have Philly Funk at a party, we're going to be contacting Rick. We're going to invite Rick. <laughs> yeah. He's going to come party with us. Oh, that's uh, we. That's great. Uh, we had. Thank you so much. That is fabulous. Uh, we did have. Um, we had an incredible night. That, it was so that, much fun. Oh, that uh, did I did I mention last week about how when I was at the Keith Urban concert, my Fitbit thought I was on a bike ride. Yes. Yeah. So I just Keith made me Urban. wonder. Oh, Keith I, Urban. Well, it made me wonder if I was at a Philadelphia Funk Authority um, concert with my Fitbit, what would it think? They of? would say you're running a marathon because yeah. they're much better than Keith Urban. Oh, much better. <laughs> and none of them are married to Nicole Kidman. Um, <laughs> We'll try to get this one in. My wife passed in early 2020. I'm so sorry. Mm. We were married 41 years. The last couple of years have been hard, but I get a lot of support from my family and my church family. Sundays are my best day of the week. I figured you would understand. Mm. I'm going to retire at the end of this year. I was wondering if I need to do anything different being widowed than folks do who are married. Thank you for your show and for not hiding your faith. Oh, very, very nice. Um, I would suggest there are a couple things that you need to do that might be a little different. 
than somebody who is married. Um, if someone who is married has a struggle with their health, they have a spouse who can support them, perhaps provide some care, perhaps provide some assistance. You're in a situation that that doesn't um, occur for you. So I would suggest that you look very, very, very carefully at long-term care insurance. In the alternative, sit with someone who knows how to put together a long-term care plan, whether it involves insurance or family members or children. Uh, in the absence of that, look at maybe a continuing care retirement community where you could live and know that there you, are, you have a support system around you should you lose your health. Uh, I think you really need to explore all of those options to see which might fit you best so that you know that you have a system in place, a support system in place, should your health um, take a turn. So I think that's extremely important. I think the second thing you need to do, don't just let Sundays be your best day. And I really appreciate your church family being supportive of you. As a retired person, if you're married, you're going to have a honeydew list. You're going to have people going, hey, we're going to go to Philly Funk tonight. Hey, we have a family thing. Hey, let's get going. And if you're in your home alone, it gets reasonably easy to pull back. It gets really reasonably easy to not be as engaged, as not as social. And the value of your life and your ability to help other people value their lives is, is your engagement. So whether it's the church, maybe you serve on a committee, maybe you help out uh, cleaning out the flower beds, maybe uh, you're involved in a bowling league, a golf league, a something league. Um, make sure that you are active. Make sure that you're out there because being at home alone in your house is not what your retirement was meant to be. Very well said. Well, thank you so much. How much time do we have there, sir? With just a couple of minutes left, first of all, uh, our callers today were fabulous. Yes, thank you all for participating. Oh, really, really good stuff. And um, as Bill did, when you have a call and you get a, an, an answer, if you can follow up and let us know how it worked out, that's fantastic. That was very, very kind to him. And so many good questions. We thank you for all of that. If you have concerns, questions, challenges that you would like a second opinion, an opportunity to explore and not feel pressured and not have a big cost involved because there's no cost involved. All you have to do is ask. You'll get to meet with a more than money advisor, perhaps Alyssa, perhaps Chad, uh, perhaps Greg, Mark, Daryl, perhaps myself, and be able to explore your options and, and see what's best for you. All you have to do is ask. You can ask pretty simply. You can send us an email, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. You can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Uh, tons of great information there. And then contact us, and you can always go old school. All you got to do is call 610-746-7007, 610-746-7007. I sure hope we get to see you in the More Than Money World Headquarters really, really soon. Thanks very much. I will be back next Saturday. Keep Alyssa and Julian in your prayers, and we'll see you next week on More Than Money.